Welcome back. Another episode of My Conversations. Carl Morris here. Um, this should be a fun one. It'll Hopefully this will encourage you to try new experiences, expose yourself to new experiences, and expose yourself to uh, different people than what you're comfortable with. Um, uh, as an interview the conversation that uh, me and my friend Patrick Sprague had um, a while ago that I really wanted just to bring y'all in and talk about more um, just the value of in your life of finding value in others and finding that value not just in people you know and relate to but people that may have a different upbringing different background different ethnicity um so I hope you'll enjoy my conversation here with my friend, Patrick Spray. Nice to have you. Good to be here. <laughs> Honored to be here. Yeah, good, good. All right, Patrick. So um, this might be a little different. Patrick's a good friend of mine. He, We had a conversation. It was a while ago. I'm trying to refresh his memory on what it was, but it really, um, I think it'd be a lot of value for you people who are listening now, but me and Patrick were uh, talking about just life and experiences, and yeah, so Patrick, we had similar upbringings, you grew up, for those who know Mountain Brook, Alabama is, grew up predominantly white school, white community, generally considered similar thinking, understanding different background, and then you go to Furman to play football. And what I thought was really interesting, just the value of going to a school, even though it's a private school, you did playing football, you were exposed to just a different people than you had growing up. Mm-hmm. And the value of that that you see now in your life, that if you didn't have it, like somebody like me who went to Auburn and did a white fraternity and you know you pretty much move from one place in the same kind of type of people mm-hmm. and so and I and I think the and what I really want to make clear here is not just different people as in like ethnicity and um, but also just different background different upbringing different perspective on life you know sure you know um, yeah so I think um um Thanks for having me on car, right? Yeah, man. It's good to, good to have you. But I think the big thing for me is you hear about other people's backgrounds and experiences. And I think growing up, I realized I had a privileged background. Um, yeah. And it's one thing to know, hey, there are other schools, there are other areas mm-hmm. that are different. Um, and you know that they're different. Um, but it's hard to really know and understand that until you experience it. Um, yeah. And I think my experience was when I went to Furman. Mm-hmm. Because there were folks from various different backgrounds, folks that have never gone to college and their fam- their families have never gone to college before. Yeah. Um, folks that have never left their county that they grew up in before. Wow. Yeah. Um, going to Furman. And it really allowed me or gave me the opportunity to experience um, being around others um, that are from different backgrounds and I wouldn't say necessarily have different value systems, but we assume things and we take for granted things um, based on where we come from. Like, so for example, you know, some folks, you know, they never really knew um, 
you know, we were given sh- clothes for being on the football team. Where you know, they were never given clothes growing up, and it was a huge deal for them. Whereas yeah. me, I mean, Christmas I took that. Yeah, I took it for day. granted. If I needed clothes, I can have clothes. Right. So it, it was just little things. Um, mm-hmm. And again, ex- so you know, on the surface, we may look very different. And then two, playing football. I mean, you're you're kind of all the same. Um, yeah. You're doing the same stuff on a day to day basis. You're getting sweaty or getting bloody or tired and so all that um surf superficial um stuff like whatever that is your background or you know what kind of car you drive it it really didn't matter um so it it allowed me to connect with people that growing up i was like oh you're different than me because you have a different background but this experience allowed me to realize there's really not a whole lot of difference between people just because they come from different backgrounds. Yeah. So what would you, outside of football, what was the common ground that you felt like with a lot of these people? You know, obviously if it's not your background, there's not privilege, it's not, you know. Um, I think that's a good question, and I think right. it's about respect. It's about um, support, and it's about encouragement. Uh, I remember I went to a, one of the kids that um, went to firm, he actually got kicked out, uh, but he was from Birmingham, an inner city school in Birmingham, and he got kicked out because he was doing gang-related activities, believe it or not, at Furman. Oh, wow. And I, before he left, I asked him, I was like, I'm not going to say his name, but, you know, what's up, man? He was, I was like, why, why, why did we do this? Why did you do this? And, you know, we, we were friends. I considered him a friend. He goes, he, he ended up telling me that the majority of people join gangs because they feel like, they don't have respect, um, and people don't appreciate them, um, and so they felt like joining a brotherhood that would allow them to get that appreciation and validation and respect. Yeah. So to me, I think what we all have in common is we all want to be valued, we all want to be appreciated, huh. we all want to have be respected. Wow. And so being in that environment, even after that conversation, did you? Was there a change of what you normally thought respect looked like? Yeah, I think respect was probably more so from a, to a superior, to someone, maybe an elderly, someone who's older than you, or, you know, your your boss or your coach, you want to give respect to them, but I don't think I viewed it as just a respect to individuals. As um, a human being? Yeah. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think I did. Maybe I did, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I did. Yeah. Yeah, and, and probably, if I were really honest with myself, that I was pro- I probably looked at differences and put a value on the difference. Right. Like different backgrounds, and and I would say that was shattered. That whole belief was shattered mm-hmm. throughout my experience playing football, Furman. Yeah. Huh. So do you do you feel like your college experience was more valuable by playing a collegiate sport? Yes. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with all my touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, so it abs- So, what was what about it was more valuable? Just the is the people. Did you feel like if just the regular person in front and walk around, just going to classes, doing the normal thing? Why? What about being a collegiate athlete allowed you to gain so much more? Um. <clears throat> well, I can't speak for everyone because I think. Mm-hmm. You know, playing football at Alabama is obviously very different than right. playing football at Furman or right. Auburn because Furman, 
as an athlete, you're not really treated differently. Right. I think probably other schools mm-hmm. you might be. Right. Um, but I think more so me dealing, like being around and having experiences with people from different backgrounds, very intimate experiences. Um, and I say that in, in yeah. the vein of, hey, if you're going to go wake up at 5 a.m. and work your rear end off all day, I mean, you, you develop a bond with someone. Right. Um, and from a, and, and that carried over to my other relationships because, one, I really don't prejudge a lot of other people. Um, mm-hmm. And also, it gave me confidence to say, hey, I can connect with anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, huh. It's just, everybody has everybody has a story. And, yeah. you know, it's not projecting your own story on anybody else. Huh. So, does it, has it made you more curious in life just about what, so now leaving college, just everyday life, does it make you curious about people and who you interact with? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's huh. a, and some of that's an innate curiosity within me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think it's just given me more confidence yeah. to seek that out mm-hmm. try yeah. to understand others. Yeah. Huh. All right, Patrick. So, like, how are you different now from that experience? How are you different? How are you a different person? Um, I think it forced me to just look beyond what a person looks like or what their background is. Um, mm-hmm. And really, you know, it, it forced me to um, ask questions to understand people before coming to an assessment as to who they are. Yeah. Or a judgment of who they are. Yeah. And so, yeah, how do you, how do you encourage other people who may not have that experience experience that you had to really I mean because you really did like I mean to grow out of that I mean to grow out of just pigeonholing people how to broaden their lens and perspective Uh, it's a tough one Um, because I do believe that I mean people are going to want to believe what they want to believe um, sometimes with or without facts, but yeah. um, I would. I mean, I, and I can't project any to anyone else that hey, they need to mm. they need to be open minded because um, I would just assume that I'm always correct, which I'm not. Yeah. Um, so I would probably just say ask questions mm-hmm. um, to try to fully understand someone before coming yeah. to an assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. And part of that is just being around people that are different from you too. Is yeah. That, you know. Yeah, and 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 I would encourage people to, you know, yeah. I read a story once. I think it was with Stephen Covey, and he talked about how he gets on a subway, and there's this man. He has three kids, and his three kids are going all over the all. I mean, they're jumping around. Yeah, they're yeah. screaming. They're causing such a scene. And this guy's just sitting on the subway like, is this dad not going to say something? Right. Like, these kids are going nuts. Yeah. Um, and he leaned up. And so finally, after, you know, 10 minutes of these kids just screaming, acting obnoxious and belligerent, the guy looks over and he goes, hey, could you do something with your kids? Yeah. And the dad just kind of looked up, distraught yeah. at the man and said, if you could help me, I'd really appreciate it. Um, we just returned from the hospital um, where they're, Mother died. My wife passed away, and I don't know what to do right now. 
<laughs> and instantly, you know, yeah. the guy that's getting upset with himself immediately changed his tune. And I think, yeah. like, part of me, my own, I mean, just I challenge people to, hey, you don't know what someone else's story is, so don't come to a quick judgment. They could be going through something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, or mm-hmm. beyond our imagination. Yeah, that's good. So, Patrick, you're you're in business. Mm-hmm. And some another activity I know you do because I do leave, but it was is coach football. Is there obviously the the connection of the passion that you still have for football kind of rolls over into coaching, and you still still want to be around the game. But how how is that correlated to being coaching? You know, not even young men like little kids, twelve, eleven, twelve years old. And now that you had those these two different experiences, and then being in the business world, what's yeah. the what's the connection? Um, I think there's a pretty clear connection, and it probably goes back to the lesson I learned from uh, a teammate at Furman who got kicked off the team for kind of being involved in some gang related stuff, um, mm-hmm. but. You know, when I coach kids, um, they want to feel valued and appreciated. And when I manage adults, when I, man- I manage a team of six from 60 years old all the way down to 28, and they too want to feel valued and appreciated. Yeah. And so sometimes I go up to a kid. Um, I remember I went up to a kid, Barrett, on our team, and I just said, Hey, Barrett, I just thought you had a great practice yesterday. Yeah. You really did a great job. You ran those drills perfectly. You fit it up when we needed to block. And you can see him, his chest just puff up like the doughboy. <laughs> you know, and the same thing when I talk to um, a woman that works with me who's 62 years old, and I compliment her and encourage her on, hey, yesterday you did a great job going over your product plans for next year. I mean, you really yeah. tackled, you know, mm-hmm. the right um, the right topics. You addressed all the right questions. and. Mm-hmm. Same thing, puffs up. So I feel like there's a lot of similarities. Is at the end of the day, we we share X's and O's of what we want to accomplish, but so much of it is just about showing, giving respect, showing appreciation, mm-hmm. and giving encouragement. So the difference of yeah, it sounds yeah from from life of learning to value people no matter what you know about them. But then to the next level of then being able to communicate it, right? Yeah, and I don't see mm-hmm. it changing whether you're mm-hmm. teach coaching, you know, fifth graders or you're mm-hmm. leading adults. It's the same. There's yeah. so many. Yeah. Huh. I mean, you have some technical differences, but for the most part. Yeah, know, there's maybe different language. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. Yeah. We all have a human desire for that yeah you know love respect value belonging Mm -hmm. huh interesting so what yeah what would you say what experiences you do now that to kind of just still challenge yourself to to grow to still think differently and not revert back to maybe old ways of thinking that's a good question um I I would say I do a few things. I read, um, I reflect on a daily basis, and I, I really try and seek out discomfort um, mm. because I think I've found that generally in the most uncomfortable situations in my life, it's where I've learned the most. Yeah. But naturally, I am wired to, or 
find comfort. I want comfort. That's what naturally I want. But yeah. generally, I think comfort leads to complacency. Uh-huh. So, you know, in my life, I try to read a lot. Yeah. Um, I try to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's also just an ongoing, yeah, ongoing learning. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I had one way. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Beyond re- beyond reading. Well, you did get married this year. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a lot of change. That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> you got a whole other human being coming in your world. Yeah. So, oh, that's good. You got any nuggets for married mar- nuggets for anybody? Um, I think it helps when you really truly marry your best friend. And in dating, I think my whole belief was find somebody that can be your best friend, and then the rest will follow. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So someone you can spend time with, yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun having a, a best friend as a partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, it is fun. Where you can share anything or and not feel judged. So. Yeah. Yeah, and let me ask you this. So now being with someone, partner with someone, how much is it to not only have new experiences with yourself but new experiences together? Is that is that been, have you seen the value in that in your marriage? Certainly, yes. It's compounded. Yeah. It's compounded experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's been really fun. I mean, I think some of your selfish tendencies are, hey, once you get something, it's mine, mine, mine. You want to, like, um, hold it to yourself. Um, yeah. And I, that, this has been a pleasant surprise. And so with marriage, it really has made everything just mm-hmm. taste better. Yeah. Look better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's a, certainly compounded right. um, the goodness of life. Oh wow, huh? It's a powerful statement right there. Compounded. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, I just is interesting. You, you see the lens, the lens of an experience, not only through your own eyes, but you're almost like seeing it through someone else's as well. Mm-hmm. How they resonate with it. So, oh man, that's good. Well, Patrick, thanks for coming. It was fun. Thanks for having me. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, It was fun to bring up that conversation with my friend Patrick again. um, We had a, as you can tell, we had a good time. Um, But I think uh, something about, you know, him really hitting the point of how it's added to his life is the different experiences that he's had and also in the different people he's come in contact throughout his life that he's... um, stayed friends with or even the people he just that was friends with for a season how those people have um added to him as a person um as a friend uh now as a husband you know as a uh co-worker as an employer um as a team leader um yeah just all those experiences tend to make you wiser um and more prepared yeah just for life in general um, but I think there's a key aspect to really just to hit on is uh, a lot of times we just got to humble ourselves before we can really receive from other people. We can really receive from new experiences. Um, just approaching it with the place of, I don't have it all figured out. That though this person across me may look different than I'm used to, may see things differently. Maybe I can learn from them. Maybe I can receive from them in some capacity 
that God is still working in my life, so therefore I can um, grow and learn from this person or experience. So, yeah, I hope y'all are encouraged, even challenged to, uh, yeah, expose yourself to new new things, to find peace uh, amidst the uncomfortable, to see um, things that are different and not revert back to what's easy, but actually push through and find actually true comfort and peace on the other side of it. So uh, thank you all for listening.